0: What's going on startups, small business owners, side hustlers everywhere. Today's Seven Figures Club podcast to help you join that 5% club of business owners that break seven figures each year. We've got a special guest for you today. Nancy is, by way of background, she is actually a certified e-virtual presenter and has experience designing programs for every online and offline delivery method. She leverages storytelling, very important. Every business needs a great story, and she leverages instructional design. The right design is going to make a big difference in terms of creating courses, which is what we're gonna be talking to Nancy with today. She helps to create innovative and engaging training solutions. She has proven successful with a wide range of organizations and worked with Global Fortune 500, two startups, she believes in the power of story to bring content to life and make an impact. She's also a wonderful speaker, which you're going to note in the <laughs> next few minutes as you listen to her. And she's known for her dry wit, her sense of humor, and loves to say funny things in the moment, on or off stage. She's skilled at designing creative solutions for software implementation, training sales enablement, change management performance improvement leadership and management development nancy
1: say your last name for us
0: because i want to make (laughs) sure we say it right
1: my last name is geary
0: nancy geary welcome to the podcast there are over 32 million businesses in the u.s and over 90 percent of them will never break seven figures in annual sales so how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three 7 figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go.
1: Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today.
0: Well, we always love to begin these podcasts, Nancy, with learning a little bit more about your background, what makes you tick, and most importantly, what is it? what are some of the experiences or events in your life that led you down a path of entrepreneurship and going towards the freedom that entrepreneurship can provide?
1: Okay. Well, first, I'd like to share how I really fell into the the training business because I think it can resonate with people. So many years ago, early in my career... My boss said, "Hey, you're a great communicator. I need you to train all these people in these in this new product that we're offering." Okay, sure, I'll do it. I had no idea how to proceed, and I went forward and I did it. And it, you know, it was good, but probably not great. We got the job done, but I had no idea, and it took me a long time to do it. But I really enjoyed it. So I took another role in a company, and there we made. Um, horses for sale. This is back in the days of cute computer-aided instruction when things okay. were delivered on disks. If anybody even remembers what that is, back <laughs> in the good old
0: nineties, early. Back 2000s. in the good old, yeah. Some yeah. of us were there.
1: Some of us were there. Some of us were old. Some of us were young. Anyway, so, and it, everything had to be done in a very systematic way because it was all production, and we needed. It was like a, it was almost like a, almost like not a factory, but yeah. we had to follow a particular process to get it done. And I learned about this thing called instructional design. Had no idea there was a whole discipline and profession around what it takes to create a great course. And while I was there, I had a quality assurance manager and a direct manager that reviewed everything that I did. And the key line was, what can we do to make it better? So while that's going on, they also brought in one of the local universities and we had graduate level studies in a lunch and learn format. So I'm doing the work, I'm getting c- c- regular feedback on the work, and I'm learning, and getting an advanced degree all at the same time. And that really wow. launched me forward and grounded me in this whole whole uh, area around training as a real profession and a discipline. So fast forward, work my way up the ranks I'm with a company, no sales for two quarters. So- they laid off 25% of the staff and I found myself, huh, now what do Uh-oh. I do? I've got two weeks of severance. What's next? <laughs> and I thought, you know, I've always wanted to start my own business. This is the best time to do it because there was no downside risk for me. I wasn't, you know, I you know, had my unemployment. I was at the top of the scale, but you know, that wasn't going to last very long. And I clearly wanted to be doing better than that. But it kind of, it catapulted me into taking the leap. Into starting my own business, and that was back in um, in 1998, and I've been working it.
0: So 24 years ago, when you kind of got into this, it's
1: hard to believe. Yeah, wow. And I've done a couple of stints in and out where I've gone back and done full time work, but kind of always kept my business as a side hustle. And now I'm really into it, you know, full on. And one of my observations is when the pandemic came, everybody just kind of freaked out for all kinds of reasons. Oh yeah, but one was a lot of people are like well what do i do with my business i i've been a speaker i've been out on the road yeah. I don't know, what where do i go from here so there was this rush to put content online and it wasn't really thought well thought through it was just well, i got to get this out there because i got i got i got to sell something right so what we have now is a lot of really mediocre content completion rates are dismal because I don't want to watch an hour of a video of somebody talking at me without any interaction, any engagement. Just yip, 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 yip. You know, you know, and not even you know. It's not as entertaining. And we're so tuned into you know consuming content on a screen. We take entertainment. We watch movies. We watch TV. It's on a screen, and now we're watching things on a screen that it's like, oh my god, you know, c- c- kill me now because. <laughs> this is just kind of boring and I'm going to just fade away and multitask. So, you
0: know, this is a really fascinating topic here. And so what's interesting is you've been doing this for 24 years. And I think really in, I want to say 2014, 2015, you know, social media really started to gain mm -hmm. steam more and more, you know, influencers and creators and so-called experts began to create training courses and content. And as you rightfully uh, put together, I mean, I can tell you from our business, uh, we had maybe 10 to 15 events that were canceled in, uh, you know, early uh, first and second quarter 2020. And so we had to, you know, completely pivot into doing uh, virtual events, which has been awesome. Uh, But a lot of people not so fortunate in doing that. So so as this transition to creating training content is put together. Now, the thing I like to compare this (laughs) to is like when you're, you know, looking for a great show to watch and you find it and you're binging through episode yeah. one and season yeah. one and Netflix or Amazon or Apple TV or whatever it is, like, when was the last time anyone ever said that about a training course? Oh, I just love this. It's yeah. pretty rare. Wait. pretty rare, right? So so what are some, let's get right into it. What are some of the things that set apart a great course and a great course creation from those that 95% of people never complete?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the biggest elements in you know, the old adage, you know, facts tell and stories sell, there's yes. a lack of storytelling. Yes. And people feel so compelled to explain a concept when you can, you can advance the action much more quickly if you tell a really good story, because the, the story is what's going to anchor then the key points. And if you tell a story, you've got the opportunity to ask people, well what what did what resonated with you what did that make you think of you know what what was the what was the key lesson that you learned and i've been studying what happens on television and in movies more since this big yes. shift and one of the other elements is you notice scenes change very quickly you watch like the camera angle changes they go from a long shot to a narrow shot To a completely different view. And every time there's a scene change, that's triggering in your brain to pay attention because what's going to happen next? So it's really being able to tell a great story and being able to uh, change out what people are looking at. So a lot of times when I do a a presentation, people say, Man, that's you've got a lot of slides there, but I'm only on them for a second, and it's an image or an image and a keyword, it is not a lengthy PowerPoint list, you know, or or a bullet list, I should say, where people are like, oh my gosh, I got, you know, I'm, they they start to read it while you're talking. And when they read your list while you're talking, guess what? They're not listening to you anymore.
0: Amazing stuff. So, so facts are cute. Everyone likes facts, but it's the story that we remember mm-hmm. around the facts. So yeah. in your training, you've got to incorporate more stories. Yes. And then in, in your training or any of your content, because you know, you've know you got training, but they just as important in today's world is you have to be. Putting out regular content and Mm -hmm. you know learning from from great uh, content creators out there like a Gary Vaynerchuk and you need to figure out you know what are the platforms you're going to be doing on is it YouTube is it Facebook is it Instagram is it TikTok is it LinkedIn and then you know how are you creating content and you're giving the same lesson right are there any differences you feel between you know your training course and your content what are some of those differences that you should be aware of today.
1: Well, I think in, in a, yeah. Well, in a course, you, you're going to yeah. have a series of, of topics that you're going to take people yeah. through. Usually, and when you're posting something out on social media, it's usually just a single item. So it's it's more of a of a bite size. But the yeah. good news is you you know repurposing right? How do I take so if I've created this course and let's say it's a half an hour total and there's you know several modules five minutes long, well I can you know, choose to put out those in those five minute bites, or I can break those five minutes into smaller. Cause it's, it's amazing how much you can really say in a minute. <laughs> when you think about it, if you set a timer for a minute and you go, I've got a lot done in a minute, which is where TikTok and the yeah. YouTube shorts have come in. Right. Because it's a much yes. more, and people, um, you know, it, it's like, we can't really focus for very long anymore. I don't know what's happened to us. Oh, but- <laughs> our attention span is out the window, and it starts
0: with our kids, and it starts it's like living. there's nothing. Yes, no, there's. And then, it, and it's
1: thinking about you know what's the what's the medium or the delivery that you're designing for. <clears throat> you know, if we kind of go back. You know, the world of entertainment. If you you read a, reading a book is a different experience from going to a play or watching a movie or watching yeah. a television series and they all have opportunities and constraints and we experience them differently so you have to kind of you have to take your content and repurpose it position it to work for those different modalities you can have the same idea the same story but then you just okay well, how i've got to adjust it because of the way people are going to consume it
0: no question you know the one thing that i think about here is when you're watching you know a really great show and it, or or you're watching something on TV they they are trying to hook you in and give you a cliffhanger in between commercials or in between the the first and the second episode or whatever the case may be and so when you're creating a training course what type of tactics or tools or thoughts should you be taking into consideration so that somebody you know wants to get to the next uh, the next course, the next uh, video, the next segment, the next chapter, how are some of the ways that people should, you know, put that type of strategy together with their courses. And and then as a second part of that, and I think you're really alluding to this already is, you know, you see a lot of courses where it's 30 to 60 minutes for one, Excuse one me. video. I mean, is that, it sounds like it, that's a huge mistake.
1: It's a huge mistake. It yeah. It's, it's somebody just said, well, Hey, I did this great webinar, and a webinar is a different type of an experience because yeah. there's conversation. You're, at, you're you're taking asking for questions, and people are kind of are in in the moment with you. Well, when you turn that into sure. a recording, it just it just it it can fall flat. If people really want the information, they may stick with you. But if they're you know if they would say eh, maybe maybe I I may check out. Uh, one of the things that I'll just recommend to people is. Use your webinars to get comfortable with your content, really be good at delivering it, and then, if you have some parts of it that you can use the recording from, great. But if not, just go ahead and, and re-record it. And one strategy that I encourage people to do is, if, when you re-record, if you're doing it by yourself, you can you can tend to be flatter and not as upbeat see if you can get a couple of people to be in your audience. So you feel like you're talking to someone like we're in a conversation. Now we're more animated because of how we are in this dynamic. But if I was just explaining this in a video, I may turn, you know, into, into Ben Stein from Ferris Bueller, you know, I'm dating myself here clearly, but
0: (laughs) it's a great show. I love that show,
1: but it's challenging. In other part that I think has happened is, if we were sitting in a room together, I, I would only see you, but because we're on zoom, I see you and I see me and I can be, we're looking at ourselves so much that it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> is, so, is it all, is it all good today? And that's can be very stressful for people that we're seeing ourselves all day. It's not, it's not the way human interaction has always been where you're, you're in a, in a spot together.
0: Yeah, no question, no question. So, so obviously, you know, your content, your training, your training has got to be much more shorter, more concise, still mm-hmm. focused on the stories, engaging them to want to get to the next module, the next chapter, the next uh, right. training. How are some of the ways that uh, some of the successful ways to structure it correctly? You know, is it uh, chapter one, and there's three or four segments in the chapter, and then you go to chapter two. You know, what what are the recommendations, or right. what have you found to be successful formulas in terms of the way you structure those courses?
1: Well, the content will typically drive structure, and you may have a program where it's 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 thirty minutes of content, and people need to consume that much content to really learn it. But the trick is figuring out how do you break it into discrete modules. So what, so you've got uh, multiple topics and within the topic, you're, you're opening up with something, a way to get people's attention. So we talked about stories are a great way to get attention. You can come, you can do a quote. You can give some kind of a startling um, statistic or some way for people to get people to lean in and go, Hook huh, in. Yeah. this is going to be interesting. You, you know, if you are a humorist, you can open up with something kind of funny And that that'll bring people in. And then it's really looking at, you know, making the, you know, you've got the way what people are seeing changes in terms of being on camera, or having uh, voiceover slides that that shifts. And it's about thinking, how can you come up with a great story, and then go and that this is what this means. Or getting people to, giving people maybe a personal reflection exercise. So I could tell a, um, an interesting story about something about um, starting a business. I could tell a story of maybe, a, you know, or, or a problem that came up. How does this resonate with you? What does this make you think about? Are you experiencing these challenges now? So to kind of have them stop and reflect on what was said and come up with, you know, what does that, how does that impact them? And then you can take people into, well, if you find yourself in this really difficult situation, uh, um, what, can, what, would, what are some, here's some ways that you can work your way out of it. I have a story that I tell about, I had a government or quasi-government contract and I, my business was really ramping up and it, I was doing everything correctly, but it was it was sloppy, which could have put me at risk if I had been audited. And guess what? I got the call. I'm going to be audited. It was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I've got to, I got to shore everything up. I got to make everything so that there's no question that things are being done properly, but because of everything was okay. It just wasn't as clear as it, as it should have been. And I remember, you know, I'm on my kitchen floor and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This could really be bad. And my little dog, a little Corgi comes over to me and he Looks at me and he like only a dog can look at you with just love and adoration, and he had a little rawhide chewy and he dropped it in my lap and then he just kind of went under my arm and it was like like he was telling me you're gonna be okay you've got this, and then I just put everything into action to get the right people and after that I was like okay now I'm gonna be okay I've got to figure this out I know I can figure this out I've got 30 days to get it right, and I move forward and I got it right but I was at that point. I was growing so quickly that I didn't have the, my, my, processes weren't keeping up with me. And I, I hit that point of, of tilt, which can happen. You know, you, you eventually get to that point. I can't do everything myself anymore. <laughs> I need help. So, so, you know, if you talk about, you know, when you had your moment of defeat, people can connect with that. And they're glad to see, Hey, you had trouble too. You're not perfect. You're vulnerable. I guess, you know, I can make mistakes too, and I can move on. So whatever, wherever, wherever it can go. So.
0: That's not the question. Little- I mean, there's a there's a lot of hunger for authenticity and mm-hmm. for realness. and no one wants to see, you know someone presenting, oh, that everything's just gone perfect. like that's just not real, not human. right. And so for a lot of the audience right now, they're listening. Um, they're thinking of some different areas of expertise that they have and how they can turn that expertise. You know, into a high profit courses. Yes. And they want to avoid the mistakes. What are some of the mistakes that, you know, a new course creator makes? And, you know, how can you avoid some of those common mistakes?
1: One of the biggest mistakes is because when you consume something, it starts with an introduction, there's content, and then it ends with a conclusion that people want to yeah. write the introduction first. And you need to flip it and you need to, as, as Covey said, begin with the end in mind. Look at the outcome. What's the place that you want to get people to? What's the gap between where you want them to be and where they are now? And then, then work through a, what's the journey that I need to take them on to get them to where they need to be. That's a huge, uh, that's, that's one of the big that's, ones.
0: That's money right there. It's a value bomb, everyone. Take
1: there. <laughs> and another is that people will um, feel like that their content will work for everybody. And you know there's some areas, yeah, sales, leadership, communication, everybody needs to do better in those areas, right? However, you need to target it to your audience. So it's their situation, their examples. So if, you know, sales training for someone that is doing um, uh, uh, real estate is different then someone that is um, selling, I don't know, HVAC systems or something. I mean, they're going to run into different, the process is the same, but this is again where the power of story comes in. What are the examples that you can provide that people go, yeah, that's what it's like to try to sell real estate. That's what it's like to try to sell heavy equipment instead of this sort of general with the you know platitudes where the only objection that's consistent is price. <laughs>
0: Guys, Some some really big value bombs there. Let's kind of unpack those real quick. First off, you've got to be clear in the result you're trying to give someone. Someone is going to yep, buy and absolutely. invest in your training and your course because they want a result. And so being very clear in your sales presentation and in the training that this is the end result that we're looking to help you achieve and starting with that. And then, all right, well, what does it take? What's that journey? What are mm-hmm. the the structure and what do they need to learn and know to get there? And then as a second part to that, you have to be very niched down and niche driven. It can't just be a generic topic of expertise. Like it needs to be very detailed, right? Like it's it's how to create a thriving short-term rental business in real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, very niche down, not yeah. just real estate in general, right? And so, two really big uh, factors that you've just shared with us: massive value bombs. So now that you kind of got that together, and you're kind of going through, and you're creating, you know, training that sells. What are some of the steps <laughs> to follow to actually create training that sells?
1: Well, it all starts out with, as we just talked about, having it be niched down. Yeah. So you're really clear. And when you think about it, your target audience for your training shouldn't be different than your target audience for your business, whoever they are, right? And then looking at, so it's looking at who do you serve and then what makes you unique? Do you have a unique spin on it? Is there something about, is it your background? Is it your methodology that you want to really showcase what that is? And thinking about, you know, everything doesn't matter what, where you are, what you're selling, whether it's a course or a service or any other service, what's the pain point? What, you know, people are in a particular point and they're not happy. And that, you know, what's the, so you get the pain point and the transformation and you want to be focused. If you're focused on the transformation and what it takes to transform, then people are going to stick with you. But too often, it becomes uh, it becomes too general, and I think if it can become boring, <laughs> you're not holding my attention. I mean, that's it right there. If you can't hold my attention and keep me interested, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to something else. Because the reality is, you know, particularly I think in the um, the entre- entrepreneurial space. There's a lot of stuff that's competing for our time. And we're going to make decisions about what action can I take now that's going to make a difference and to help me move forward. Is it going to be completing your course? Or is it going to be another activity that I need to pursue? Um, and then, of course, we have the, the time waster that we have, like, because we can have all the social media on our phone. And, oh, there might be another video of Caruso the Dachshund that I have to check out. You know, it's like. I'm going to watch Caruso or am I going to learn how to improve my situation?
0: No no question. So, you know, some of the audience may be out there listening and and they've got a business that they're working on, that they're growing, and they haven't necessarily considered using online learning. So what is the case that they should begin to consider in terms of how creating an online course could actually really take their business to another level, whereas right now they might be stuck?
1: I've got, I've got two ideas. The first idea is consider using online learning as part of your lead generation strategy. Create some very short modules, drip them out to people, make it, make it, you know, make it accessible on um, whatever your, your skill area is. So let's say you have a, a bookkeeping firm and you specialize in health and wellness. You could put together some real short videos about how to run an effective health and wellness business. Well, guess what can happen? Because you shared that information when that person is, you know, I'm at the point where I need a bookkeeper. I'm going to call her because you know what? She gave me some great information. I think she really understands what my business is all about. Oh, another place where you can look at it is best use of your time. And this, I see this a lot with coaches There's often a very lengthy onboarding process to bring people into a coaching program. Well, what if you took the information that is basic that you say over and over and over again, and you put that into some sort of um, online module and you tell people, I want you to go through and I want you to go through and take this course, and I've got some paperwork that you're going to complete. And then when you're done, I'll review it, and then we'll have our first meeting. Saves you time, and it allows you a to start working. A ton of time. ton of time. huge. It's huge. That's you can work at a deeper level more quickly. So the choice is, do I want to bring on more clients, or do I want to have more free time? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: well, you can do both when you yeah, have exactly. <laughs> courses and put in place because now you, that you created this course one time, is doing the work thousands of times, and saving you all that time and yet still yeah. delivering maybe even better than you would on a regular basis, because you could put everything into yeah. that one that one course and that video by video clip. You know, one of the things that we've done, and, and we've got you know online and, and paid courses and coaching courses and so forth within the business funding space. But for a lot of our clients, too, we we give out free courses, and yes. that's been, like you said, this huge. Lead gen uh, thing for us because so little, so many people don't know a lot about uh, credit finance. They weren't taught it in school or college, and so we created this course called Credit College that we just give out for free. And so every event we go to, we we, we talk on stage and. Hey, get, get your free credit college gift, or you know you, you have this course and you just give it away for free, or uh, you get yeah. to a point where you've delivered, and for whatever reason, you just can't make this client happy. You're like, well, hey, I've got this $2,000 course. Let me give it to you for free as a way of saying thanks for being our client. Now, all of a sudden, that client was maybe not as satisfied in spite of all your best efforts well, now you've got this way to save it. And like, oh, great. I just got this $2,000 unbelievable course. It's going to help me build and grow my business, get the result I'm trying to get anyway. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many different ways that you can benefit just by building. It really is kind of a, you know, if you build it, you're going to benefit your business. Absolutely. Big time.
1: Yeah. And when I did work in corporations, oftentimes the uh, parts of the customer training became part of the negotiation for whatever the larger Contract was so they're, they're they're working to bring in uh, uh, customers for a particular service or product, and as they're as they're negotiating the deal, they say you know what we'll give you know, ten hours of training to help your staff get up to speed. It's you know it's built it's done that it, it, you know it's kind of like it's um it's high value, but it's not a big cost to me to make that as a gift to someone just as as you're doing, and. And so much of it is really to look at what are you doing that is repetitive in whatever type of business you have? What do you, again, like I said, what do you, what do you say over and over and over again? And that could be your first clue. Okay. That's something that I could extract out and turn into a course.
0: No question. Really, really good uh, point. So Nancy, a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast, they might be working out, they might be driving. (laughs) And one thing we want them to do is we we don't want them to be passive listeners, learning about an amazing topic of adding an online course as a a tool for their business, for lead gen, for training. It's a way to double, triple their profits. What is, uh, you know, some, a couple steps that they can take? Where can they go to get more information to learn how to create amazing online courses?
1: Well, you can come to my website. <laughs> okay. What's that? And it's uh, it's nancygeary.com. So for those that are just in listening mode, my last name is spelled G-I-E-R-E. And I have a, a, a download that you can get from there that's called Eight Easy Steps to Create Training That Sells. And it's a great kind of overview of what the process is and a great place to get started. And I'm also I'm happy to talk with anybody anytime. To see what I might be able to do to help you move forward.
0: Unbelievable, guys. So if you're interested and clearly if you don't have an online tr- course for your business, you need to create one. There's so many benefits. We've created multiple courses here at Seven Figures Funding that has really transformed our business and, and helped in so many aspects with strategic partners, with clients. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, with saving a client that you just can't seem to make happy. <laughs> so go to Nancy Geary, that's G-I-E-R-E dot com, and click there on the website, on the homepage to request your free gift from her, which is going to be eight easy steps to create training that sells. It really is that easy. And there's just a few rules you got to remember. It cannot be boring, keep it short and concise and think about the result. You know what Nancy just taught us the result that you want to give them by the end of the course, start with that and then create the course that helps to give them that result. And then of course, get some testimonials. Testimonials are super important. Testimonials of people that you've helped. And, and that's going to continue to, you know, make it a powerful tool for your business. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for being a guest on the Seven Figures Club podcast. Again, guys, go to nancygeary.com, get that free gift. And the last word is yours, Nancy. You know, once they they do that and they're kind of going down the path, Mm -hmm. what is maybe the next step that they should look at to get this course
1: going? Well, then think about how you want to get it out into the world. And I would take a look at what the different platforms are that your course can reside on. But don't pull the trigger and buy one until you're ready, until you're close to launching. I feel like a lot of the platforms are like the new gym membership. People are buying them. They're paying the subscription, but they're not ready to launch. So get an idea of how they work. Know where you want to land and about 30 days out, then pull the trigger.
0: Huge savings. You just saved you (laughs) guys like $1,500 there. So It's kind of like the diet industry. (laughs) Yep. That's a really good point. Great stuff. Well, thanks so much, Nancy. Guys, take action. Go to our website, get that free gift, and we will see you next time on the Seven Figures Club podcast. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit 7 dot com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening. And if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.